We're all in business for a reason. The problem that so many small business owners have is that they go in 10 million different directions, not really sure which way to go. Listen as your team of experts, Jennifer Glass, Daniel McCrane, and Patricia Rezzatillo, go through what you need in your business to really make it stand out and benefit you. Because it's the bottom line that matters. Welcome to another episode of It's the Bottom Line That Matters podcast, where we are dedicated to your success. On today's program, we're going to be talking about upskilling and retraining your employees. Do you have a plan? Or is your plan basically, they're going to learn on the job, or they'll learn it on their own. They'll figure it out. Very often, the problem with a lot of small businesses is that we don't invest in our team members. We don't invest in their skill set. We don't invest in their knowledge so that they can grow in the business and we can gain even more value from what they do. But as we have our conversation today about having a plan in your business, it's really important to have an open mind and think what you can gain when your team is going to be better. Daniel, Patricia, welcome. And I'd like to ask you, uh, let's start with you, Daniel. When you're working with your clients, is that one of the questions you're asking them? Do they have a plan to train their people? Absolutely, yes. It's definitely something that we talk about uh, with every client who is going to have either uh, contractors coming in to help them with their business or W-2 employees. I want to know how they are going to train their employees to be able to do, to do the job. But then beyond that, we know from so much research now that employees want opportunity wherever it is they're working. Especially these days, they're really looking more for an experience, believe it or not, than they are what the pay is on the job. And so if you're pro providing opportunities for them to grow and develop and learn new skills, that's a way to recruit and, and retain employees in your business. So it's definitely something that we take a look at for a number of different business strategies. It hits on several strategies when you've got that employee training in place. And that's really important just in terms of retaining, like you were saying. Um, people are looking for what they don't necessarily have outside, which becomes really important uh, for what we're doing. So thank you. Uh, Patricia, what about from your side? I think it's absolutely vital that you have some means of, you know, further educating your your people. Um, it's it's certainly a big piece of re of retention. It's going to be a big piece of um, hiring. I mean, you can't you can't shortcut them on the you know, on their pay, because, oh, I'm training you, so you don't need as much pay. <laughs> uh, 
don't do that. Don't use it as that, but use it as a means to make them more valuable to the business, to bring more value into your clients so that you're making more money. Customers, members, subscribers, patients, whatever it is that you call those people that you sell to. <laughs> you know, I mean, so for example, I, I said patients. So I, you know, so example for nurses, they're always training, always. They have CEUs that they got to get every year just to stay current, just to keep their license. Lots of other professions too. And there's a reason for that is because they don't want people falling behind and using old information, old methods to do stuff when new, better stuff is available to get you better results. Absolutely, and that's really important when you think about what it is that you're trying to do with your uh, people. Um, so let me throw something else out there. For those of you that are living in the United States, many community colleges have continuing education programs where they teach different skills, whether it is English, depending on where you are in the country, some of your people may not be native English speakers. And if they can speak English, they may not be great at writing English. So that becomes really important if you need your people to be communicating in English with your customers. Another important thing that they teach is communication and presentation skills. If somebody needs to know how to make presentations or how to talk on the phone, how to even just simply answer the phone, there's a difference between hello and it's a great day here at the business here's what's going on and how can we help you? Right. You see how there can be that big difference and all sorts of programs, whether it's the Microsoft suite, if it's accounting software, if it is a lot of different types of programs, there's a lot of that information that is available when you have your people that are potentially in a position for you to Start having them see, I can do this. And that can be a way for you to be growing. And like Daniel and Patricia were saying, retaining your people or as a recruitment tool when you have them come in. But let me ask you, when you look at training, what kind of training do you typically encourage your clients or anyone that's speaking with you as a prospective client to start doing in their team, even if it's just the owner as the only, only person on the team. I always start with onboarding. What do you have in place when a new employee begins working with you? There is a window of opportunity. And again, this is research based. There's a window of opportunity for onboarding an employee to build them into the corporate culture, to get them embedded into your business. Uh, to Did I say loyalty already? Loyalty is important. <laughs> to get your employees loyal to your business. And your onboarding training is what creates that expectation. It creates that culture in your business. This is what we do. This is how we help our customers. 
employees stick around because this is who we are. So those kinds of things can all be embedded in your onboarding training. And if you did nothing else, that would be the place to begin so that your employees can immediately be productive in the business. Trust me, every employee in your business wants to come in and do a good job. Trust me, no employee is staying awake all night going, hmm, I wonder how I can screw up the most tomorrow. <laughs> is it perhaps because they don't actually know the right thing to do when they're on the job? You got to tell them what the expectations are and what they should be doing. And you have to well, reiterate I have to ask. I have to ask, and nothing against the really good government employees, but are all of them... You know, we've all been there. Um, anyway. Well, so, yeah, okay. So I'll answer that question. Uh, unless you've got something that you've got a really problem relationship with an employee or something. It, really, no one takes a job in the first few weeks and says, I'm going to figure out how to screw up on the job tomorrow in the worst way possible. Now, if they've been there for a while and you've somehow the relationship has gotten soured, uh, go find yourself a really good HR professional who can help you handle that. I, I'm not going to get into the weeds on the, the legal aspects of that. But showing an employee the right thing to do is what you should be doing during that onboarding. Don't make them experiment to find the right thing to do, which is what a lot of businesses do. Even corporations do that. The employee comes in, no one tells them how to do their job, they're left up to their own devices to try to figure out, then someday they get their hand slapped and realize, okay, well don't do that, but still no one's told me what I should do. Absolutely, it's all about how your systems are in place, what your SOPs, your standard operating procedures, so that when somebody comes and they are brand new, how are you onboarding them? Whether it's a client or a team member, what are you doing that's going to show people exactly how you can start making that change to help your team, to help your company grow? And that's going to really make a big difference. So as Daniel and Patricia have been saying, it's really all about what are you doing to really incentivize your people to have the best possible long-term plan for them. As Daniel said, nobody's coming to the job and saying they're going to try and find a way that they can mess up the most in the first couple of days. But it's really, as you look at it, where is it going? And also look at your KPIs, your key performance indicators. As you look, and we've discussed that on another episode, I think it may have even been season one, when we discuss KPIs, but you want to be looking at that and measuring against your indicators. How many people are your team helping? What is the time that it takes to be helping each request? Things along those lines, you're going to find ways that you might be able to improve. Maybe it's your outdated software. And if you're using outdated software, it can have a significant impact on your ability to help other people. Very often, 
it's even when you do get a an update. Sometimes there's training that's needed. If you update from Windows 10 to 11, as an example, there may be necessary training for your team to know how to use different things in Windows, seeing as how certain features were removed and certain ones were added into the Windows operating system. It's the same with Word, PowerPoint, Google Sheets, Google um, Docs, um, all of those different pieces that you're using, and Google Slides, by the way, for the PowerPoint, um, all of those different pieces, how is it going to impact somebody's knowledge of what can they know and how are they going to learn? If you help your team learn on the job, if you pay for them to get new software so that they can learn how to use it, as long as there's a clear business case, this is how it's going to be used and what the expected payoff is going to be, you can be getting significant growth down the line. As an example, a company that I worked for bought a license for Adobe Photoshop many, many years ago. I learned it on the job, which was one of the greatest things because it allowed me to learn how to use Photoshop. But I also saved the company $15,000 at that time in outsourced creative fees because I knew how to do the work that we were asking our outside creative firm to be doing for us. And every change, every change request had its own price. So for the $400 that it cost the company to get the software, and a couple of hours it took me to be learning how to do this, saving $15,000 in outsourced creative fees was a major win for the company. It was a major win for me too because I learned how to use a new piece of software. But as you see, as you move down the road, think about how your team could be doing the same thing for you. Are you using your people to the best benefit for them and for you? Or are they just robots doing a certain job that a monkey can be doing? It's really important to keep in mind what the long-term plan is for your people and how you're going to recruit and retain, as Daniel said, your people long-term. So let me ask you guys, final closing thoughts on our topic today. Do try to come up with some kind of training plan for your employees. And especially as you're trying to grow your business, understand that things are going to change. Your employees will need to be trained on new processes, new expectations for interacting with customers, so on and so forth. Some of the other things that Jennifer has said too. Things change inside your business as you grow. So be prepared to offer some kind of educational assistance inside your business, even if it's handing out memos and talking through them with your team. Great, and Patricia? Daniel says it. <laughs> you know, and I know a lot of people get worried that if I train this person on this, whatever it is, they're going to pack up and leave and then I'll have to retrain somebody else. And, you know, or they go and go off and do it on their own or they go to somebody else or. But in the meantime, they're helping your business. But reverse that. What yeah. if we don't train them? and they stay. Oh my dear God. Right. 
that'll definitely be an interesting experiment if that happens. So think about really what you're going to be doing long-term. Have that plan. Have it in your standard operating procedures so that anytime somebody comes, they look at anything, it's clear. There is no question, here's the training, here's what we do, here's how we do it, here's why we do it. It's going to help you in your business. It's going to help your team. It's going to help the growth of the business and the trajectory that you're working on. On that note, this has been another episode of It's the Bottom Line That Matters podcast. And until next time, here's to your success. Thanks so much for listening to another amazing episode of It's the Bottom Line That Matters podcast. We're all about helping the small business community grow and reaching as many people as we can. And the algorithms on the podcast programs love reviews. So if you loved what you just heard, consider leaving us a review. And even if you don't, I'm sure you already did, but consider sharing our episodes and our podcast with your friends and colleagues. Sharing is caring and here's to your success. Thanks so much and have a wonderful day. It's the bottom line that matters.